Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is Red Sox Review, and it starts right now. Here's your host, Cooper Boardman on WEEI. All right, go time on a Monday night. It's Red Sox Review. Cooper Boardman back with you. Much to get to as the Sox fall 10-1 to tonight against the Seattle Mariners. Cooper Boardman here, Joe Braverman in our WEEI studios. Got Doug Lane here as well as uh, we get you set up for it. Much to get to. Uh, I just want to start with this. We're, we're getting the John Schreiber news as it comes out here again. If you weren't with us, he uh, was in the game tonight, threw a pitch, he went right down to his arm, and Alex Cora just told reporters that Schreiber will be on the IL with a right lat injury. Now you have the same amount of information that the rest of us do, uh, but that is uh, a grim way to kick it off. Off on a night that, you know, frankly, start to finish, uh, was grim for the Red Sox. A game that was scoreless after four, and Seattle really, and, and really Cal Raleigh took over. Two in the fifth, three in the sixth, four in the eighth, one in the ninth. The Red Sox had one in the sixth. They actually brought the tying run to the plate in form of Alex Verdugo late in this game, but he couldn't get a ball out of the infield, and that adds up to uh, Seattle adding on on the way to, again, a nine-run loss, and the Red Sox, after winning eight games in a row, have now lost six of seven, the lone win in that seven-game stretch against the Braves in Atlanta, which was Kenley Jansen's 400th save. And since that moment, he's blown two. And tonight, just not really a particularly competitive game for the second straight night for the Red Sox at Fenway Park. You're listening to Red Sox Review here in Boston and beyond. 617-779-7937. The text line 37937. We're about to hear from Alex Cora in a second, but... You know, for me tonight, it's not so much about uh, the game that that we saw here tonight, and and we will jump into Tanner Houck, and we'll jump into you know some of the the things that may be lingering, and and certainly you know stuff that you could call chronic about this team at certain points. But um, you know, tonight nights like these are going to happen, right? I mean, light, nights like last night are going to happen where. You just, for whatever reason, you know, the other team plays a little bit better than you and, and kind of, you know, a few dominoes really don't fall your way and all of a sudden, you know, you're in the in the sixth, seventh, eighth inning and the, the, there aren't that many people here and the people that are here are chanting, let's go Celtics. And, you know, that's all, you know, it is what it is. It's 162. But tonight feels a lot worse because of what happened on Friday and what happened on Saturday. And these are games that the Red Sox went into the ninth inning you know, feeling like they were going to win, and they didn't. And it's as simple as that. You know, you know, Alex Cora said it post game yesterday. You know, he felt like the team had played two good games in the series. I can't argue with that. You know, and they played well against the Braves the week before. They they haven't played bad baseball, and all that's true. 
But on the nights where you're not playing bad baseball, boy, does it really, really leave just a hurt taste in your mouth when you can't and, and when you when you can't win. And so all of a sudden, a team that again we've talked about this all year is playing a little bit in the margins, is in the best division in baseball, where. This team making the postseason last year, which obviously they ended up a far cry from doing it, but you know it happens in a divisional sense. It happens in one-run games where they were two games below 500. It happens in all these different places over the course of the season, and maybe you say that adds up to to them not uh, you know being good enough to do it. And that just might be true, but the the difference in this team in the early going of this season has been very simple. They've won those games. They've been in the games that they've supposed to win. They've had a guy on the back end that has gotten the job done and won these games in Kenley Jansen. And, you know, and so, again, it's two games in May. It is not the end of the world. The sky is not falling, but... You're looking at the sky at this point, you know, after a couple of days like you've had, and and it sets up, uh, you know, for something that is going to be difficult over the next couple of days. And look, uh, Red Sox review here, 617-779-7937, the text line 37937. We're about to, again, hear from Alex Core in a quick second. I'll just tell you how, you, uh, how I felt driving to the ballpark today, you know, coming to Fenway Park and just what was in my mind. And the thought was about Friday and Saturday – and, and just the position that you put yourself in, there are so many good teams in baseball. That might seem obvious, but like this is a Mariners team that tonight is now above 500 for the first time all season. They are 21 and 20. You look up and down this piece of paper roster that I have in front of me. You look up and down what their rotation has done. You look at what their lineup is capable of. And, boy, we, we saw uh, all, all bits of that uh, over the course of the last, you know, you know <laughs> the last three, four hours here. But, you know, you put yourself in a situation where you, you lose two games against a team that has been down and beaten and, and has not been very good in the Cardinals on Friday and Saturday that you should have won. And now you're staring down George Kirby, one of the best arms in baseball, Luis Castillo, who some might argue is the best arm in baseball, and maybe in the American League if you want to you know, distill it down, in the first two games of this series. Tanner Houck gave you a good four. Obviously, the fifth was what it was. We'll get to that a little bit later on, but this is just, uh, this has just not been... Uh, what what the uh, what you needed here tonight, and, and that, is, uh, that has certainly been obvious. Okay, uh, let's get you right to Alex Cora. Then we'll get to your calls. I, I see those jumping on the other side. 617-779-7937, the text line 37937. But first, uh, the manager of the Boston Red Sox, Alex Cora, following a 10-1 loss tonight against the Mariners. Yeah, I pitched down to a rally, and then uh, that play happened in a third. We ended up Walking Julio, and we felt like right there we had a good matchup with uh, Kalanick with uh, Bernardino. We got the ground ball, we got the strikeout, and then it was a pitch down and hit out of the ballpark. But uh, he was going well until that swing, you know, it was a pitch down in the zone and put a good swing on it. Um, you know, but I don't know, adjustments, but I think the stuff is still the same. You know, um, you know we keep talking about throwing your best pitches as much as possible, especially late in the, in the, in the outing, you know, and uh, just one of those that we got to keep working, you know, keep helping him, helping him to get better. That's the bottom line. Yeah, it's his lat the same way. You know, he was a little banged up the last week. He bounced back and, uh, you know, probably an IL. Um, we'll make sure it's, you know, take care of it and uh, 
just hopefully he's ready soon, you know, as soon as uh, the stint is over. Obviously, I mean, you talked before the game about not drowning too last water, but um, given how it's difficult to second, third time through, given that, you know, Schreiber, a team righty, might is unavailable probably for a while now, um, how much will it, how much conversation do you anticipate? Oh, we're getting cutter Saturday, uh, Friday, so um, we still have to make a move, you know. That's something that, you know, we know. But uh, you know, we'll talk about it. We'll see where we at, you know, what we can do. Um, you know, having Wink and Cutter together is a lot different than just having one of them, of course. Uh, we've been able to, you know, do a good job without Cutter throughout the, you know, the last 12 or whatever days. But getting him back is, is important for the group. So uh, we'll keep talking, obviously. We're going to meet now and uh, see what, what we need to do and what, what we're going to do roster-wise. But, um, you know, obviously we'll keep, keep see what we're going to do. Just put it that way. Uh, kind of, uh, I guess kind of pretty slow um, offensive games in a row. Um, you seeing? Oh, that guy is pretty good. Yeah. yeah. He's been doing that for two years, you know, and uh, right away we put pressure on him and, you know, Rafi hit a hard ground ball to second. Um, but besides that, we had a few singles here and there. They did a good job kind of mixing him up. He throws a lot of fastballs, so he didn't do that against us today. He threw a lot of first pitch, off speed pitches. He was able to expand with the changeup and expand with the fastball up. But you, know, you tip your hat to him. You know he's he's a good one. Have you ever seen 34, 35 miles an hour? Uh, on a radar gun like that? Um, I think um, he faced JT uh, at some point two years ago, three years ago. I don't know. And you know he was like he did that to me, and then he threw a fastball at 75. So uh, and it sucks, man. That's that's the worst feeling as a manager because you don't want that kid to get hurt. But uh, that's where we were in the game, and obviously we were, we're banged up, banged up in the bullpen, trying to stay away from some guys. And uh, you got to tip your hat to him, you know. Um, he, he took one for the team, and uh, you know we appreciate that. Alex Cora, post game after the ten one loss tonight against the Seattle Mariners. Again, this is Red Sox Review six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven. The text line open as well three seven nine. Three seven and uh, all right, we'll get the we'll get the calls up, and I have a few thoughts on what Alex Cora said there, but I have a, a feeling that your thoughts will uh, will lead into mine as well. So uh, let's get it started. We've got Wally in Fall River. Wally, you are on the air tonight on Red Sox Review. What's up, Coop? Uh, you know we got slapped around tonight. We got slapped around yesterday, but uh, like you said, that Friday's game still leaves a bad taste in your mouth. I mean, we come off a 3-2 road trip, which is pretty good. You expect to go at least 4-2 on this one, and we're 0-4. I mean, we seem to hit a bit of a dip. I don't know what it is, but to me, you got to get the ball back, I don't know, as quick as possible. I don't know what story's coming up, but uh, it's just lineup. Every night, it seems it's too left-handed oriented. I mean, we don't have any, you know, really punch. I mean, Cassius, all right, you talk about him walking all the time. We expect a little more power and consistency from him at the plate. I mean, he's getting walked, but uh, first base is a power position. But uh, like I said, you've got a tough road trip coming up, Coop. Uh, you could easily end up 2-9 and nine on this one. Uh, San Diego's been slumping, but they got a tough lineup. The Red Sox pitchers got their wick cut out. Same with the Angels and the Diamondbacks. 
Yeah, Wally, I'd appreciate the call as always. Love talking to you and, and love hearing what, what your thoughts are there. And All right, uh, go piece by piece there. First one, uh, Adam Duvall, just, just for your update and for everybody else's, he got his cast off uh, late last week, so he's been tracking pitches. He's been standing in a box, but he's not, he hasn't started baseball activity, so he's, he's a ways off. You can kind of put him to the side for this moment, unfortunately, uh, to that point. You know, again, it is it is a reminder of how quickly things can change. You know, and, and while you laid out the timeline there, I mean, you know, we you're thinking about what where this team was the other day, leaving Atlanta versus where they are now, and, and over the course of 162, obviously, uh, you know, a couple of bad games, three, four bad games, you know, are, are going to happen to every single team, and there there are plenty of good teams around baseball, and I think we saw one of them tonight on the other side that would tell you that a, a 15 to 20 game stretch, let alone a four game stretch, is not indicative of who they truly are or where they will, will truly end up, which I, I understand kind of as I'm saying this, for Red Sox fans, like, that goes both ways, because this team has largely speaking, I think, I, I think Pretty much every Red Sox fan, you know, based on what the tenor was coming into the season, would have taken 22 out of the first 42 games of the season as wins and, and kind of seen where that coin flip would get you. I do think this that, you know, for, for the Red Sox at this point, this is, you know, I, I know this is a, a lineup that is a little bit more left handed. The one thing that they do have is a bench that is entire, uh, is very malleable for Alex Cora. And I, I think, you know, we've seen that a few different times where, you know, there have been nights where Devers, you know, in the la- even in the last week, I'm thinking about uh, Tapia coming in, uh, you know, after Ref Snyder or trading, uh, you know, Devers for Dahlbeck as he did in Atlanta and, and all these different things that he can do so yes it, it, it might be a little left hand heavy and it might give you the disadvantage early in games on the wrong nights but on the right nights and on most nights six seven eight nine he has the ability to manage and I think we've seen the fruits of that as well tonight it didn't quite work out that way but he still did mix and match with with you know Rymel Tapia and um, and some of the different things that he did uh, late in that game you know with Rob Ref Snyder you know hitting for Duran uh, from the from the right side to, to face off with a left-hander and how much that helped all that is uh is are all good things and so you know again I, I think the the idea that he has the ability to manage right now is in the long run a good thing because the decision making has been really good in this early season it's one it's one of the reasons why the Red Sox are above 500 to this point but the caller Wally makes a great point there too like this kind of needs to stop now like and tomorrow is brutal with Luis Castillo that's like the last guy you want to be staring down tomorrow in a game that you almost feel like yeah, you don't need to win it but you'd really like to you know all of a sudden you know you, you just don't want that with the road trip to to snowball into anything more and uh, of course, only time will tell. I got to get to a break here. I see the calls. I, I promise you, this the instant we get back from break, we'll go right to them. Uh, get to the text line as well. If you want to hop in, we take you up till 11, 617 779 7937. The text line open as well, 37937. Take a break. I'll get you set up for tomorrow. We'll get to your calls right on the other side. We're back in a moment tonight on Red Sox Review right here on WEEI. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. 
Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Two down. Here's Raleigh batting from the right side, and he pounds this one to left field. This is toward the monster, and it is way gone. Cal Raleigh has homered from both sides of the plate. This time, a two-run blast on the Lansdowne, and it is 5-0 Mariners. It's Let's get it going. Yeah, big swing. One of many tonight for the Mariners. Red Sox fall 10-1 tonight against Seattle. This is uh, Red Sox Review. Fenway Park, the spot. Cooper Boardman with you. Got Joe Braverman as well inside our WEEI studios. Take your calls, 617-779-7937. The text line, 37937. Yeah, Cal Raleigh, the first guy, I read this earlier, but the first catcher with two home runs and then a caught stealing defensively at Fenway Park since the great Rich Gedman did it on August the 18th of 1984. And uh, that was uh, a good, uh, again, uh, for the Red Sox tonight, they they ran into a team that is playing better now than it has all season long. And uh, again, adds up to a 10-1 final here tonight. Okay, let's get to the phone lines uh, as we roll along. 617-779-7937. The text line, 37937. We've got David in Florida. David, you are live on the air on Red Sox Review. Hey. First of all, has anybody on the coaching staff thought about working with Verdugo on a throwing mechanic? He can't throw the, he can't hit the broad side of a barn. Uh, I mean, he cannot. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't. I don't know what he's not doing, but he cannot. He, his throwing mechanics are just egregious, and they're just running on him, and they're taking extra bases, and it's, it's killing the team. It's killing them. Yeah, I think you know, and they've been happy with the way he's played the wall out in right, yeah. which I, yeah, which is which is obviously kind of the one of the biggest things. He's got the talent, he has the arm strength, he he had the shoulder program during the off season, all of that. But yeah, the one tonight, and you can see him. I, I I'll just say this, David. I'll let you finish. Yeah, it's just he uh, was so frustrated on that throw. Like they went to there was a pitching well, change, and in the middle of it, yeah, he's banging his glove on the ground. All right, keep going. Well, he should be frustrated. I mean, that's a. But I mean, if somebody has to work with them, I mean, you learn this in middle league, and he's just and, and they're taking extra bases, and it's killing the teams. And the other thing that just drives me bananas is about a week ago, uh, someone on your station was talking with Cora, and he was about the lineup and how he always rotates players in and out to the, the two spot, and the uh, and he has Durant batting in the five spot, and now he's leading off tonight. I mean, and, and he was joking about it, saying, "Oh, you know, I just draw names out of a hat." Well, let's be real, Alex. What do you do? What I mean, tonight he has Duran leading off. He has Verdugo in the two spot. Uh, I mean, I mean, Duran should be leading off every night. Uh, I mean, he's a prototypical leadoff hitter when he's getting on base. He's not a middle of the lineup hitter. Uh, yeah, well, I, I think you know. I'll say that. I'll, I'll let you keep going. We'll have, we'll have some fun here. I, I think. Uh, I mean. It's, at the begin, I'm sorry. At the beginning of the year, he had Devers batting two. And now he's batting cleanup. He, he, he doesn't. He, I don't know. I just don't get it. Yeah. Well, the two moves there you're talking about is, you know, I think I like the Duran thing though because for a guy that's trying to really get his feet under him at the major league level and like really do this for a long time, you know, the idea that he doesn't have to have the pressure of the leadoff spot, which is something they talked well, about last year. But that's his strength. His strength is his speed and his ability to, to, to put him in a position where he's going to succeed. Yeah, I mean, but he's, you, still, he's still, David, he's still fast at the bottom of the lineup. I didn't hear you. What? He's still fast at the bottom of the lineup is what I'm yeah, saying. That, but, that but, still plays. 
but you know, if he if he leads off and he gets on base, then then it makes Devers' job in the in the fourth spot, and it makes Verdugo's spot easier. Uh, I mean, they don't always have to hit extra base hits to get these guys in. Durian gets on base, he steals second. He bottom over to third, he steals second. He steals third, comes home on a fly ball. Uh, I mean, put, whether you're managing a baseball team or you're managing a seven eleven, you have to know how to put use your talent, and you have to put people in positions where they succeed. Where I would push back on that, where I would push back on that in terms of lineup composition, and and tonight's a little weird, right? They wanted to get Yoshida a night off, and and so it's just a little bit different. But on a regular night, you've got Verdugo up top, who has been, I mean, you can argue. Verdugo shouldn't be leading off. Why? Verdugo may be a two spot. I I mean, I want Duran leading off. Put him in the leadoff spot for, for 20 games and let him see what he can do. Put Verdugo in the two spot, and then. I don't know Turner and then Devers or the, I mean, but put I mean Duran is a leadoff hitter. You know that to put him in the ninth spot and turn the lineup over. Yeah, and I, I think you might see that at certain points. And David, I gotta let you go because we gotta get out of here uh, in, in a couple of minutes. I know it's at 11 p.m. and I apologize for it, but I appreciate your call. I appreciate your passion on it too. The thought, and I'm just gonna explain the thoughts behind it. Right? Is okay. You know, they want Alex Verdugo in the one hole because he can do a little bit of everything. He doesn't have Duran's speed, but it's not like he doesn't have speed. He gets on base at a higher clip. He, he theoretically, you know, will walk more over the course of 162 on top of obviously with what he could do with the bat. Yoshida at the two spot is a guy with an outstanding eye. He gets on base a lot, and then that sets you up for Turner endeavors, et cetera, et cetera. And the reality is, is you know, we don't compose lineups anymore the way that that it used to be. And there are there are legitimate numbers and ideas behind that. In that. The guy who is closer to the top of the lineup bats more times than everybody else. It's pretty darn simple. And so over the course of 162, for Alex Verdugo to get more at-bats than everybody else, for Rafael Devers for you know what we saw for a lot of the year last year to get more at-bats and all that, and I think in the long run, because Devers has not to this point, although the last five games have changed, the reason why he's in the four spot is because uh, he he's not hitting for average. He's hitting for power, so that's the drive-in, and I think as the average comes, that'll keep on going. All right, music means we got to get out of here. I also do want to remind you, you heard the highlight there uh, from tonight's Nissan Red Sox post-game show. You deserve a car that thrills you, and Nissan's got an exciting full line that'll put goosebumps on your goosebumps. Experience the thrill for yourself today and shop Nissan USA. Dot com. A lot of passion tonight, and understandably so, as the Red Sox fall 10-1. to 1. Uh, Tanner Houck, in the end, you know, again, that starter conversation will rage on. We'll continue to have it. Uh, you know, again, we, we will see uh, how that all shakes out over the course of the next couple of weeks. That's it for now, though. Big thank you to Joe Braverman in our WEEI studios. Big thank you to Doug Lane here at Fenway Park. I'm Cooper Boardman. We're getting out of here on Red Sox Review on WEEI. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.